it's this week's podcast, man. It's whatever we want to talk about. I love you. I love you too. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Could you imagine if we were sponsored by Jack in the Box? I wouldn't feel good about it. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. I am your host, Joshua Lewis Martinez, and with me is my beautiful fiance, Sabrina Sanford. And today we're doing something a little different than we've done before, and I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, babe. Sweet. Um, so I'm sure I've mentioned it before on the podcast about how much I love the uh, YouTube series, Ask a Mortician. Uh, Caitlin is a really, really educated mortician. I really look up to her in a lot of ways um, from the way that she conducts herself uh, on and off screen. She really overall seems like a really cool person. And uh, one of the things that I remember her talking about on an episode was the different ways that you can use cremated remains. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned it on the phone together the other night about um, how one of those ways is you can have your cremated remains made into a vinyl record. And from there, we were like, what would our our top songs be for... What would our death album be? Yeah, what would our death album be? Which I got really excited about right off the bat. I thought it was a wonderful idea. Hell yeah. So I dove into research on that. Um, there's tons of things you can do with cremated remains. But I think, honestly, this is one of the most unique. Um, yeah, that's for sure. I didn't know this was an option until you said it the other day. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do with your cremated remains. Um, of course, we know about jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have heard that you can have your your ashes turned into uh, different pieces of jewelry. Your whole body can be, I think it's your whole body. If I'm incorrect, someone please correct me. Um, your body can be pressed down into diamonds as well uh, because the pressure um like real diamonds yeah i mean it's not the same Mm -hmm. but diamonds are just created under pressure um copyright infringement um so there's other stuff you can have your body made into fireworks tattoo ink um i know that was a little weird to me too um Shotgun shells, hourglasses, like the list goes on um, for the thing that you the things that you can do with your cremated remains. But having Wait, yourself, did you say shotgun shells? Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you'll be put in the shotgun shell so you can be fired off. So you can kill a motherfucker with another. It's <laughs> exactly right. Um, yes, that is metal. I thought being turned into a record was metal, but I think shotgun shells might have it beat. Oh, yeah, for sure. So there's tons of different things that you can do. But I think being able to put music on yourself is really, really badass. Um, So I went into research with how vinyls are made because I never really understood the process. goes over my head, but it seems relatively simple. Um, You have your master recording. So if you are wanting to take someone's voice... Mm-hmm. who has passed and put it on a vinyl record made of their ashes. You can totally do that. Um, but you just have whatever master recording. And from there, 
a lacquer is placed on the record cutting machine and as it um, rotates, electric signals from the master recording travel to a cutting head, which holds a stylus or needle, and then the needle etches a groove in the lacquer that spirals to the center of the disc. Mm-hmm. So you start like getting like, these mountains and valleys kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that uh, imprinted lacquer is like sent to a production com- company, whatever, and it's coated in a metal, like usually silver or nickel, mm-hmm. um, to produce a metal master. From there... The uh, let me see my notes. Yeah, so when the metal master is separated from the lacquer, the resulting disc has the ridges on it instead of the grooves, which apparently is like how we start hearing the music. That I didn't go into a whole bunch of depth on because I was like, I don't understand, I don't even know where to start. Right. Um, hold on. No one makes drinking sounds. The um, metal master is then used to create a metal record, which is also known as the mother, mm-hmm. which is then used to form the stamper, which is a negative version of the original recording that will be used to make the actual vinyl record. Uh, the stamper is then placed in a hydraulic press, and then the vinyl is sandwiched in between the two. Hmm. So from there, the steam softens the plastic uh, as the stamper pushes the impression of the master recording onto it, and then the disc is stiffened with cold water, and that's how vinyls are made. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. but how from there do you take someone's ashes to make a vinyl record? Yeah. My first thought was initially they use your entire body to make an entire record, right? Mm-hmm. But apparently that's not the case. Um. The uh, I'm a little confused. I would have to do a little more research because I saw some conflicting information out there. Okay. But I think up to a tablespoon of your ashes is used to make one record. So you're mixed in with everything. Uh, so your whole body doesn't create the entire material. Right. I don't know if the record would read if that was the case. Right. So what part of the record making process is the are the ashes mixed in when the plates are going to be pressed together Uh they sprinkle your ashes in Uh um before that so then you get pressed into everything with all that pressure um the creator of this jason lee he's a music producer and he even said that the ashes would distort sound quality so you're gonna hear a lot more pops and crackles that come along with it Hmm. and his quote was quote we like this because this is you so all those extra pops and crackles are your loved one or yourself Mm -hmm. literally in the record um so you can have a whole record just to hear all the pops and crackles if you wanted <laughs> I don't know. I love you, but I don't know if I could just sit there and listen to a bunch of pops and crackles and be like, mm, bae. I No, I definitely couldn't. Like, at least put my voice on there. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little sad. It is. <laughs> His process for 
how he came about making it was interesting. He had a couple instances of when they were spreading family's ashes, where the ashes had to be swept up off the floor after trying to spread them because of the wind. Um <laughs> It was awful. It's like like the Big Lebowski at the end when they try and toss Donnie's ashes off the cliff and just blow back on the dude. Literally, he had another one like that with a great uncle, he said, and they threw him out and they they threw his great uncle's ashes out and uh, they flew back in his eyes. Uh, That's exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. So... He was really traumatized by that, but and because he was so into music, it really with with the the help of all those things and his mother working in a funeral home, um, they kind of came to this is the way to do it. Vinyl is the answer. Um, it's not cheap. Really, I was honestly surprised with how um, expensive it is. And now this is just from the information that I found on on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I take it with a grain of salt, but. Why this process is so expensive, mm-hmm. I don't quite understand. Um, because you have to pay to have now, unless this this includes the cremation services, but I don't think that it does. I think you have to have your loved one cremated separately and then send the ashes to then be pressed into the vinyl record. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, that sounds like a process. Yeah, it's a process, and cremation is one of the cheaper options for your death. Yeah. Um, depending on where you live, it can run anywhere from $900 typically, more or less. $900? Yeah, death is not cheap. Just to... Just to wow. Mm-hmm. And how, so, what's how, your question? How much is it to actually bury someone? Did you do? Oh, um, off the top of my head, I didn't do any research based off of that. I probably should have now that you mention it. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Yeah, but just based off of like all the stuff I remember from Ask a Mortician, uh-huh. um, it really can vary based off of all the things that you put in. Uh, because if you're wanting to bury somebody, you typically have to buy or rent the burial plot. Mm-hmm. People typically buy them because they buy like a big family plot. Right. God, who would rent? You're paying on that monthly? Yeah. And sometimes in some countries, Mm -hmm. you only get to rent that spot for a certain amount of time. And then they excavate the body and you're out of there. You don't get to continue to decompose there. What kind of cheap shit is that, man? The death industry. Wow, man. Um, But so like... Cremations even being like one of the cheaper options. They take good care of your loved one. Depending on where you are, like I said, more or less $900 up to, I think, about 2000 I know like that it can be probably, you know, startling for some families um, going through cremation. So, of course, do what's best for you and your loved ones. But um, you do the cremation separately and then you send your ashes to this company and they'll push you into the vinyl. Mm-hmm. But that process, from what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. itself costs anywhere from about $1,200 to up to $4,600, which is a lot of money considering that they just sprinkle your ashes onto a vinyl and press you in. Vinyls themselves don't cost that much. Yeah. What the hell, man? That sounds like a scam. I 
I hesitate to call, call it a scam because like, I mean, they are like doing what they say they're doing. It's just expensive and I don't understand why. Yeah, I, don't, I don't understand. They're adding one extra small step to yeah. the process. Yeah, that's, one ingredient, if you will. Yeah, that's, that's essentially, they're just, I imagine them literally just like salt baying it and just being like ashes. And, <laughs> kind of. And then, yeah, that seems shitty. Yeah, I mean, and granted, like, I imagined it would be, you know, it's still an expensive thing because you take into consideration mm. the care that they're taking for your loved one's ashes, which is kind of priceless. Uh, you don't want them just being like, oh, here's a tablespoon of grandma and we're throwing the rest of her away. You know, I don't know all the ins and outs. So I don't want to speak from a place of of ignorance and being like, this is a scam. Don't do this. But I will. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was really expensive. Um in my opinion right. and i just don't know if one because of the expense like it would be something that i would really want to do mm-hmm. two yeah. because from what i'm seeing each side of the record only includes 12 minutes of audio each side each side so overall you'll have 24 minutes of audio on you yeah that's a sh- that's a short album yeah, like when we were discussing like how many songs on our death album. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. You'll have overall like a, what a normal album would have, but no. Yeah. So, I mean, if you take three, four minute songs, that's half your album right there. So you're looking at five, six songs max. True. On your album, depending on how long the songs you like are. If you put a tool <laughs> song on there, you're fucked. That's half your album. <laughs> Yeah. And I thought about putting Tool on my death album. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm excited to hear what your death album is. I really am. I am too, because I only have one or two songs for sure. I've had a really busy day, and I haven't had time to think. Uh. So we're coming in, and I'm like, yeah, this is fine. I have I have an idea. I, I know like two or three songs for sure. Okay. I definitely, I thought I would have more. Mm-hmm. But then I realized how important music really is to me. Yeah, same. And I was like, oh, my God, how do I kind of tell my story mm. on an album? Yeah. Like, like, how do you really limit that? Because like, there's just so much that I like. I was like, man, I'm yeah. so into like so many different kinds of music and mm-hmm. you know, musical theater. Like, do you put that kind of stuff on there? I just I had no clue. So I really had to think about it. Yeah. Um, also like we're 24, like not even 25 yet. True. So this will be a different album, like even just five years from now. Oh yeah. That'd be cool to come back to. Yeah. Yeah. That would be. I I think that would be really fun. So it's anywhere from 1800, right? To 4,600? Yes. About 1200. 1200 to 4,600. Yeah. Roughly. So 1200. 4,600 for 24 minutes of audio. Yep. Better be a fire-ass album. Well, yeah, you would hope so. I mean, and I assume, like, because they only use so much of you, like, you could have a bunch of different albums if you really wanted. Um, I would do the most extra thing and use my entire ashes <laughs> and just release a series of albums. Essentially mixtapes. They're death mixtapes. <laughs> That's a great idea. And just a series of death mixtapes. Once like, a year. Maybe like once every three years, one, maybe once in a generation. You know? Ooh, yeah. 
And like everybody after us has to take care of your ashes and be like, oh, time to pull the ashes out. We've got to drop an album. No, they will all be made after oh, I die. Okay. And they'll be kept in like a trust fund or something. And a lawyer, <laughs> like once every generation, will be like, here's your grandfather's mixtape, volume two. Like, <laughs> honestly, I kind of love that. <laughs> like, it's kind of morbid. Yeah. <laughs> but my great grandkids are like, what the fuck was grandpa listening to? This is some whack shit. Mm-hmm. While they're listening to beep, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So you said you have one or two for sure. Do you want to go into? Well, what do you think a death album should encapsulate? I guess is a good question to start. Ooh, with. that is a good question. <sighs> is it like just music you loved or are you trying to tell a story? And I suppose it can be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. What would you like? Would it be, would you try and tell a story with your album or would it just be like a collection of songs you loved? For me, I kind of went the route of telling a story because mm-hmm. what was really cool is I did watch a video and I'll show it to you later mm-hmm. um, from the the company. Uh-huh. Um, and they do a whole lot beyond just sprinkling you, of course, on to the, the vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send in, you know, the stuff for your album cover and, you know, a lot of customization. So that's probably where a lot of the price goes also. An album cover? What? I know. I didn't even think about that when they were like, you can make yourself into a record. Yeah, I didn't think that was an option. Yeah, so you can have like a dope-ass album cover too, and they'll create that for you. Yeah, and then the album doesn't have to be as good. (laughs) You just look (laughs) like cool as shit. Um, Like essentially, like the album cover is like your headstone of sorts, and then they pull you out. Sick. (laughs) (laughs) And they can put... Your picture on it and your name, of course, the dates and everything. And on the back, it'll say the uh, songs that are on it or whatever is on it. The track listing. Ooh. <laughs> um, so I imagine that there would be a bit of room for explanation somehow, somewhere. Some way. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I would really kind of want to tell a bit of a story as to why I picked these songs or why I requested these songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the same way, like, we're going to explain ours in a bit. It would kind of just want to be, like, a story of, like, important songs that influence my music taste or uh, were important to me for some reason or another. Mm. It's funny you say that because right now we're doing, like, this Facebook challenge of yeah. posting an album a day that influenced your musical taste in some way. I haven't done that today. Oops. I did. I've, I've been enjoying seeing yours. Thanks. I've been enjoying sharing. but what about you would you want it to just be like a compilation or like are they meaningful for you i think i would try and tell a story i think when i was thinking of my songs and coming up with my songs it was definitely to tell a story or or encapsulate moments of my life even if no one knew what was going on with me at the time how i felt so it's kind of like um like an audio diary maybe of sorts of like Mm. this is how i was feeling in the beginning and you know, and this, and so it's just, yeah, I would like it to be a way for my loved ones after me to get to know me in a different way. Yeah. Like to kind of spend time with you is, mm-hmm. is how I thought about it, where it's like you listen to it and you get a feel for yeah who I was. Yeah. Like who were they when they, like, why does this song represent them at a moment in time? When was this? When Was this when they were young? Mm. And like, I think my track progression would definitely be like young to old, obviously. But I think, mm. yeah, I would try and encapsulate, yeah, like a, a sort of diary of sorts, a, mm. a journal, an, an audio journal. That I like can, that. 
instead of read, they could listen to and, and just know me a little better and know that at a certain point in time, I identified with this song or what's going on in this song. I like that. I didn't think about them in logical, lo- blah, 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 blah. chronological <laughs> order. Um, oh, yeah, I did. Like, I, I got a little clever with it where I was like the beginning and the end are mm. are very kind of a nod to like, I'm music now. <laughs> um, but they are still meaningful songs to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they just happen to be more like a nod to actual music itself. Mm-hmm. And then everything in between was just kind of stuff that I resonated with. Right. Um, and that I, f- I feel like spoke to me as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't do it chronologically, which yeah. is a good idea. Yeah, it, it, it kind of only makes sense to me. I mean, just logically, you kind of your brain kind of goes there when your brain tries to assign an order to something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that's what I thought. And I, I guess I'm ready to get into it if you are. Yeah, I definitely am. Um, of course, like going into it, I do want to I, I know it's like a strange topic for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, of course, in the past year have yeah. become very death positive. And so I realized, like, I'm I'm talking about this. I'm so excited. I'm in such a good mood. And that might be, like, so strange to people. So keep that in mind as I'm, like, talking about this, like, very macabre subject, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I look at this from, like, a very, like, beautiful place mm. where, like, I'm not afraid of death. I mean, we're all going to. And so looking at this was kind of a cool way to be like, oh, wow, I live on in a, in a somehow kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm ready to get into it whenever you are. Okay. Just keep having the audience keep that like, in mind. Do you want to like go me, then you, then me, then you? Like go like my one, your one? Or do you want me to just, or do you want to like all all of mine and then all of yours or vice versa? No, let's let's do our whole album because I think especially if you're saying yours is kind of like a, a journal of mm-hmm. sorts, I think it's important to hear them all yeah. at once, not go back and forth and like confuse. Okay. So I think to start off, so I think I, like I said, I know like two or three, three or four for sure. And then the the others, I'm kind of like just, I'm literally getting inspiration as I'm talking. Yes. And I think it'll be in the ballpark of like five to seven songs. Mine too. Yeah. So that works. Uh, the first song on the album, the opening to my death album, my magnum <laughs> opus, would be... Um, Do You Remember by Chance the Rapper featuring nice. Death Cab for a Cutie. Um, just because that's that the first time I heard that chorus, like it just like it resonated with me in a very like very deep place because mm-hmm. um, the chorus says, do you remember when you were younger? The summers would last forever. Mm-hmm. Days disappeared into months, into years. Hold that feeling forever. And that really resonated with me. Because uh, it's been a pattern in my life where I've looked back on things and been like, damn, I didn't enjoy that moment as much as I should have. And Summers as a kid were definitely one of them. I remember them feeling so like long and drawn out. And yeah. it was awesome because it felt like you were out of school forever. And it, I remember I would always get to this place where like by the end of summer, it was like, this just goes on forever. Like this is mm. life. And then you go back to school for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, summer has just always been a very special time in my life. I, I'm definitely a summer person. Yeah, you're I, a summer baby. Yeah, I love all. Yeah, I'm a summer baby. I was born in August. Uh, I love all the seasons really, but like summer has a special place in my heart. Like to this day, it energizes me. 
it like just puts me in a better mood. I come out of, you know, whatever seasonal depression I have. Um, and I just feel energized and alive. It's a very hopeful time for me. Um, another song that could have been in there, uh, might've been like endless summer symphony by Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that song kind of touches on the same things of just mm-hmm. life's an endless summer. And it's, I love that. Oh yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, in fact, I'll come back to that. So that's, yeah, that really, that is like my childhood. It's just like, man, that feeling, summertime. Mm-hmm. Then the second song would probably be Tear Away by Drowning Pool, um, which people probably know the song. I know a lot of people are more familiar with their song Bodies, you know, mm-hmm. like the bodies at the floor. But Tear Away always resonated with me. Um, and it's really not a clever song. The chorus literally goes, I don't care about anyone else but me. Mm-hmm. But there was... But it's it's more about talking about just like getting to a place where you just feel so shitty and so yucky. All you care about is yourself. Mm. Um, and that really, things kind of changed for me once I got to middle school. Because mm. um, do you remember is definitely like all of elementary time. But middle school and maybe like early high school is definitely like tear away by drowning pool mm. just because all of a sudden I got to this place. Cause all my life before people liked me as a kid, like I made people laugh. Adults got a kick out of me. My friends at school got a kick out of me. I was a good kid for the most part. And I was a good kid. Like I got in like a few, like a little like dumb bits of trouble here and there, but like I was a good kid. Um, and everyone liked me like, yeah, like I remember people like not liking me for whatever bullshit reason. Kids don't like each other. But when I got to middle school, it was my first time encountering, uh, like, just bullying and encountering people not liking me, just for, like, you know, not liking me. And it was very new to me, and it really kind of traumatized me. You know, like, everyone goes through some early trauma with getting bullied, but I remember very distinctly, like, doing something on my first day in middle school. Uh, where I just kind of did something that normally would have gotten a laugh or like gotten people, you know, to kind of like, whoa, like, you know, just uh, and like some kid just telling me like, shut up. Like, and I remember just being like, what? Like, am I not supposed to do that? Like, mm. and from there, it just built and more and more pieces of me. I just like. uh, I. It was that kind of reaction every time I got bullied. I never thought, oh, those people are just assholes. Like I did, but I would think, no, I'm doing something wrong. There's something wrong with me. So I need to change. So tear away is a big, like, that's a big part of that. It was just feeling pieces are falling. I can't seem to make them stay. Mm-hmm. Tear away is a big part of that. Um, and I could honestly probably circle back to that song a few times in the album. <laughs> um, but that would be number two. Number three, I think could be like. It could be a toss-up between Endless Summer Symphony by Kyle mm-hmm. or uh, High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Oh, good one. Um, and that would be like, mm, I would say, yeah, that would be like late high school and college because mm. there was just this feeling of, <laughs> even when I struggled in college, like, God, that was such a good time. Yeah. And like, I still look back on college with so much love and sadness if i think about it too long because if i think about it too long i just want to go back there right and uh that's not good either but i remember yeah college was just this time of um just like yeah everything was so new and just like yeah you had this taste of independence and 
you're doing your own thing. And, you know, we went to school for the arts and we were around all these creative, eccentric, interesting people that just, you know, opened our mind to a lot of things. We met a lot of cool people, made a lot of awesome friends. Some of them stuck, some of them didn't. Um, so, yeah, I think like high hopes could probably be in there. Mm. Um because that's how it felt, especially coming into uh, college graduation. High hopes, for Ooh, sure. yeah. College graduation, they really make you feel like. And I kind of wish they wouldn't. But, <laughs> like, sincerely, because college graduation is a great thing. Graduating from university is a great thing. Yeah. It really, I remember being so proud that day. Yeah. Um, and so just full of joy. But, and they make you feel like you're going to go out in the world and you're you're going to conquer it and you're going to. And you get out into the world and no one gives a fuck about your degree. No one gives a fuck about your bright ideas. Yeah. And that can really embitter you. And for a long time it did. And that would bring me to song four, uh, which would, mm, uh, it could be like, um, maybe hurt by nine inch nails, Mm. the nine inch nails version. Um, not the Johnny cash version. Right. Um, Because I remember just coming into this space of, and I'm just now sort of crawling out of it. Um, Yeah, no one gives a shit about my bright ideas. My college degree is great, but I have almost no applicable work experience. I have a theater degree, so places won't hire me because I have a bachelor's degree and they don't want to pay me. Mm. But I can't get hired in places that do need a bachelor's degree because my (laughs) bachelor's degree is a fucking theater degree. They don't need that. Right. And so coming out of college felt deep, and we've talked about it before on the podcast, but falling deep into a depression. Mm -hmm. Um, So that song could definitely be hurt. And then like on the sort of journey I've been on, it could probably be like um, the next song could be like the lines, uh, the lines, um, low gain mix uh, by Beartooth. Which is, it's not an acoustic version of the song, but it's a less heavy version mm. of the song. Um, and that would just resonate with me because the chorus of that song is when I tell you I'll be fine. I still want you by my side. Please just try to read between the lines. So for me, it's very like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of figuring this out. I'm still not okay, but I'm figuring this out. And me and you both have had this sort of experience of we've been together since we were in high school. Mm-hmm. So it's been hard for us to go through something. Because we're so used to giving each other everything mm. that when we go through something, it, it feels mm. like a betrayal to say, no, I, I need space. Right. Um, but like, I still need you here with me. I just need some more elbow room. I need right. I need some time to figure this out. And I think that's something we both struggled with. And the lines really, really hits that for me. Mm. And it also really hits like the more than just the i'm suffering but like why like what you know like fuck i'm trying to figure this out i'm trying so hard um and like the the bridge in that song really hits me the what is the poison inside of me mm. uh what's the sickness in my head put me to sleep while i find a cure for the sickness in my head like mm. just god just let this pass like right. this season like i would sleep through it yeah. And Beartooth has a few songs with those kind of lyrics, like uh, one of them in um, uh, Me in My Own Head, like the chorus starts with uh, what I'd give to sleep my life away, like mm. that feeling for sure. Um, and then coming out of that, I would actually have to hit it with another Beartooth song. What song am I on? Five? Yeah. 
Okay, so song five would have to be another Beartooth song called Bad Listener, mm. uh, which is sort of the season I'm coming into now. It's this sort of like reinvigoration of like, I'm still kind of bent and fucked up, but like I figured this out and mm. I'm harnessing it. Because that song, it's just like a celebration of rock and roll. Like, yeah. It's just like a, you, the opening line is you say, my vision's not a vision at all. There's no degree in rock and roll. Mm. Say it's a waste of time. Say I'll never get a real shot. I'll be banging my head until my brain rots. That's like a celebration. Like, fuck it. Um, yeah. And going in. And like the like the first verse, he says, I feel the energy from my head to my feet. Is it anger or power? And, or is it anger or passion? empowering me and i relate to that a lot because like they're both kind of the same feeling for me the feeling when i'm angry and the feeling when i'm fired up a lot of people can mistake like my intensity he's like is he mad right no i'm just fucking amped and i'm having a good time um so that's the kind of season i'm coming into now Mm. um is just sort of this like reinvigoration and this reckless Maybe not reckless because I'm definitely past that in my life for the most part. Um, Not perfect. Uh, And uh, yeah, so I feel like that's like a moment in my life where I'm at right now where I've kind of figured it out kind of. Like at least I have a clearer vision now than Mm. what I had before. And um, it feels good. And um, yeah, I think a song maybe you could swap out there on a very different note is maybe like uh the search by nf mm. um which is a very different song yeah it's a very different picture but uh, it's kind of i'm kind of living both of these things at the same time that song's about searching and growing and learning and how it's kind of scary mm-hmm. um but kind of embracing the fear uh like uh, one of the lyrics in that song is what have you been doing nate i've been searching what does that mean well i've been learning like that mm. like that's kind of where i feel like i'm at um, nice and bad listener is kind of a sort of all my life I've really sought advice like I just like someone fucking tell me what to do like someone tell me and uh, coming out of college you realize no one has the answers everyone's right. giving you different advice so bad listeners kind of become this thing of like well fuck it I just have to figure it out and the search is you know the more calm side of me of like like you know sort of more pensive about it mm. um, and then I don't know so that's where I'm at in life right now so song six, I guess I would like my life to be, um, I think I would like it to be, oh man, that's a tough one. Oh, you know what? I think I would like it to be All Out Life by Slipknot, mm. um, which is, again, Slipknot like has this very kinetic, raw, angry sound, and they are like an angry, an angry group of guys. But that song is, it's, I find it to be more empowering because it's about all out life. Uh, like the chorus of that song is um, old does not mean dead. New does not mean best. Like I'm tired of being around about something, but uh, I like that. The old does not mean dead. New does not mean best. It's the, I'm embracing everything that life has to offer. The mm-hmm. old, the new, uh, I would like my life to be that. And, oh, the part of the other course is no more excuses. So I would like, you know, no more excuses in my life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and like the song challenges you because he even says, I challenge you to all that fucking life. Like nice. I challenge you to do the same. So I would like to not only reach that place in my life where I'm just 
doing all the best I can and, you know, doing everything that God has for me or wants for me and challenging others to do the same, uh, to not live their life in a box or be scared. And then my final song on the album. So this brings me to number seven, right? Mm-hmm. Would be uh, Sun Come Down by Chance the Rapper. I think that's the last part because it's it really it's this chance as a young man but it really is it, it's i it's a there's a real wisdom in that song and a and, and a wisdom in the youthfulness of it about just being aware of the sun coming down and realizing what's important at the end of the day and it is this awesome letter to his wife and the people in his life uh you know about just his wishes and letting her know, like, you know, I let some come down without telling you exactly what I mean. And if I don't tell you, you may never know. And it, that song is him taking the time to tell his wife and tell the people in his life and tell the people around him. Um, and I love that song. And there's a lot of just powerful lyrics in that song. Like one of my favorites is to, I think he's talking to his kids. I think he says, you can carry on my last name. There's too much baggage, but you can carry on Bennett and Bennett is his last name. And then, yeah, just, I really love that, that course of, you know, I let the sun come down without telling you exactly what I mean. And that's exactly what I'd like to do is just make it clear to you and the people I love in my life, exactly what I meant, why I did the things I did and how important you are. And those around me are. And let the sun come down peacefully. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Oh, baby. I'm not emotional, I swear. (laughs) No, that's really beautiful, baby. And I really thank you for sharing all that. Because that's awesome. I love you. I love you, too. I really do. Oh, baby. I really do, too. (laughs) And it's hard thinking about you at the end of your life. You know, but it's so awesome to hear these songs, you know, because like it's a comfort in a way, mm-hmm. you know, and if and if we would if we were to actually have, you know, this, mm-hmm. it would be really awesome. I mean, of course, like we'll have the actual songs, you know, I'm not saying like we're actually going to make you into a vinyl because right. that might be a little weird. <laughs> um, or will it? I don't know if that's what you want. We will do whatever you want. <laughs> but um <laughs> But yeah, it's hard to to think of you at the end of your life. And it makes me very emotional um, because you mean so much to me. But hearing all these songs and hearing like this journal of your life is really uh, amazing. Um, I I teared up like I wasn't intending to. I was like, nope, I'm like here. I'm in a good mood. I'm stoic. Like we're we're brave. We're facing this head on. Um, And of course, like I still feel that way. I'm still very death positive. Um, But it is strange and, and, and beautiful. Um, and I just really appreciate everything you had to say with that went with these songs. Mm. I'm always so impressed with your knowledge of music. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you're pulling these songs like out of the air. I have mine like notes. <laughs> like, uh, another song that probably could have been swapped out with six Ooh. instead of all out life by Slipknot. Um, maybe like workout or uh, <laughs> 65th and Ingleside. Uh, yeah, those are on mine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Ugh. That was awesome. Um, my album, definitely different. <laughs> um, I really found a lot of like 
you you have such an appreciation for music and i do too but i feel like yours goes so 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 deep because you were pulling these out of the air mm. and and the lyrics and everything it really got <laughs> me thinking like do i know these artists as well as i say i do um i just obsess over things i like i love that about you um my album starts off with your song by elton john mm. um i felt like that was a fitting way to start off an album mm, yeah, um that's a good one. Yeah, because one, it's like a nod to like, like I said, I'm music now. But I mean, this is, this is going to be an album about life and about like your song. Mm -hmm. Um, And someone celebrating you coming into the world. Like That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the, the lyrics and it's one of the lyrics I've known since I was a kid Mm -hmm. um, growing up on Elton John a bit, not even realizing it, Mm -hmm. uh, how much I liked him. One of the lyrics being, I hope you don't mind that I put into words how beautiful life is now that you're in the world. Mm -hmm. And like that makes me emotional just thinking about it because I would hope to leave that kind of imprint on the world. Not like, oh man, I did something so big and fantastic in life, but just like leaving that feeling for other people Mm. that like, of course, like I would want people to feel the same about me, but more than that, I want other people to feel how important they were mm. in in my life and how beautiful the world is because of these people and because of you and Boomer and our friends and my family. And and uh, so your song really resonates with me like that. And it just feels very like peaceful and romantic and just really uh, full of love. Mm. Um, so that's one of, yeah. yeah, celebratory because like, of course, death is sad. Yeah. But more than that, I think it can really be a great opportunity to celebrate and remember somebody in a very different way. And if we're talking about making someone into a vinyl, it's definitely different. Um, Yeah. My song number two, I went straight into like, when did I really start being inspired by music on a different level? Mm. And for me, of course, that was in elementary school with Blue October. <laughs> and the first song I ever heard of Blue October's was Into the Ocean. It's one of my favorite songs because of it. And so I was like, that's definitely got to be on there because that's one of the first songs I heard that really made me go, wow, this is like, this is music. This is what I like this. I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Blue October's my favorite band now. Um, so there was like tons of songs for me to choose from, but that one just stuck out because it was the first. Um Number three for me would probably, well, no, probably would be Thousand Years um, <laughs> by Christina Perry and Steve Cozzi. That specific one with the two of them singing. Yeah. Um, I because I, I really feel attached to that song. It's one of our songs. Um, and I like that it's the both of them singing. So it's a chance it, in like my head. Mm. It's us together. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd like to sandwich that in between like song five and six. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it, mean, it means so much to us that it's like we're, we're incorporating it like yeah. in the wedding and we've always listened to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really love the song. So it means a lot. Um, and then I really, for song number four, mm-hmm. yeah, I really found myself liking this, the acoustic version of Take On Me. Oh, I love that song too. Of course, like we all know it from Deadpool 2. If you don't know it from Deadpool 2, <laughs> you're not doing life right, so go on. Uh, <laughs> that's when I first heard it. And that, for me, is an after-college song. 
Really? Well, yeah, in a strange way. Mm. Um, ooh, gonna try not to get emotional here too. Um, for me, it was it's very. I love the lyrics. Yeah, you know, of course. Um, but the way that it's sung is still very hopeful and full of of love. Like it still feels very romantic. Mm. But it also makes me cry. Me too. Not only because of how they used it in Deadpool, that was perfect. Yeah. Um, but I remember when we got news of Belinda. It was the first oh. song I heard. It was on. Really. And I, I cried so hard. Yeah. Uh, and and so now every time I hear it, of course I think about her a bit. But beyond that, I mean, that's just how like exiting college it was that yeah it was that same like oh man now i'm facing the world and Mm -hmm. now one of our friends is gone Mm -hmm. and i I could have done more Mm, i could have been better uh, better to her better to like tons of people and so the song just reminds me of that Mm. but in a in a still very like okay but i can be Like, just because, like, I wasn't perfect before doesn't mean I can't be now. And that's where my brain goes. Yeah. Um. So I just love the song. It makes me so happy. Yeah. That song in particular. Yeah. Because it does feel like, I mean, specifically because in Deadpool, they use it when he's, like, in the afterlife with mm-hmm. his wife. <clears throat> and so I associate it with that. And it does kind of feel like. Like, if that could be, like, a secret song at the end of my album. Ooh. Because it is kind of sort of like a message to a person you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about it. You know, uh, take on me. I'll be gone in a day or two. So don't mm-hmm. miss out on the opportunity. Uh, yeah. It's no better to be safe than sorry. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't even think about that one. But, yeah. And I didn't know that it that it, it had that meaning for you. I mean, for me, like, it makes me think of you and, mm-hmm. you know being with you like even in the not waste yeah, yeah not wasting time together mm-hmm. that definitely makes me think of that mm-hmm. but yeah so the song just it's just very emotionally charged for me in, in a lot of different ways i don't feel grief mm-hmm. or extreme sadness listening to it i do feel that same romance where i'm like man i'm just not gonna waste any more time mm-hmm. i'm just gonna really cherish Mm. everyone that i have because we're not promised anything um and i don't i don't want to regret i don't want to look back and be like oh wow this person's gone now Mm. um or like even with our lives together you know yeah yeah for me a song in that vein for me would be one more light by lincoln park um that song reminds me of our friend who we've mentioned um a lot because it was really it was my first experience with wasn't my first but it was my first time losing a friend that's for sure losing Mm -hmm. like a peer you know not not a not a a grandparent or an elder of some kind yeah or just someone you knew right but a friend um and it it really it's it's a sad song for me but it it is kind of celebratory in that way too of damn it it hurts Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna let it hurt because I owe this person that much. It, it's it's evidence of how much they impacted me. And I love the chorus of that song, that who cares if one more light goes out? Mm-hmm. Well, I do. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to care. I'm going to give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that, a song like that for me is definitely that one. One More Light by Linkin Park. Yeah. 
Uh, but right after that, mm-hmm. uh, for my next song, I do have Workout by Chance the Rapper. <laughs> uh, that's a very hopeful song for me yeah. where it's like things work out. Yeah. Like all this stuff can go bad. It mm-hmm. will go wrong, mm-hmm. but it's going to work out. Yeah. And that's kind of an ongoing song for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah. I mean, everything, even like right now with COVID. Yeah. Where it's like crap like we were starting to like pull our lives together and like <laughs> or at the very least we've like felt motivated to do it yeah exactly we were supposed to get married in september uh like that was like everything was gonna work out yeah but then like covid hit and it's like ah oh, crap now we have to push that back and everything's wonky and everything is crazy um but things are still gonna work out so yeah. like yeah even now that song when that song comes on in the car it really is it gives me like chills like even just from the first note Mm-hmm. It's a very like, you know, the it's a very soft song. Um uh-huh. but it's very like, yeah, gentle and uplifting and it's and it's uh, it, it's really it's a great song by chance. It really is a great song. Mm-hmm. And he even ends it with um mm, something about handing handing it to Jesus. Yeah, uh and I'm getting better, got to hand it to me. Seems to always work out when you hand it to Jesus. Yeah, um, and and so that's like important to me too. And like, oh, so good. And like that declaration at the end always gets me. That I believe in long distance love, God that's above, and something else that I can't make out. But yeah, those two stick out to me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just ugh. that's a really hopeful one that I want to maintain in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that could probably go alongside 65th and Ingleside also. I mm-hmm. think those are just really important songs to us as well. I think 65th and Ingleside is like the the sequel almost to that song. Yeah. Because it seems like it's on the other side. The There's a way out of no way. I swear mm. I know everything's going to be okay. Like I know by that point. Like, oh, mm. I made it past this point. It is all going to be okay. I, I swear. I know. But. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I feel is is the place where we're starting to get. Mm, yeah. we're going to get past all this COVID stuff. Our lives are going to get pulled together and we're going to succeed. Um, and I really feel that like in my jellies. Um, so that those two would definitely go together for my death album. Yeah. Um, and on the opposite side of the record. <laughs> yeah, true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then of course I have September by earth, wind and fire just because it's a feel good song. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I feel like that's just definitely a part of me. Just that feel good, like mm-hmm. lifting up and, and, and just feeling, just feeling good and high and, and happy, um, celebrating and just mm-hmm. really just grooving. Yeah. That song is like celebration, like on a record. Like that's what literally sounds like. Oh yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not hearing that, like as I enter heaven's gates, <laughs> I might do it again. Um, <laughs> I have to do a second lap. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> I think I dropped something back there. Um, so that's just like a really important song too. Um, for that reason, we just love it so much. After that, I have like two more songs. Um, one that I really like, and I, I would this would be more for like the people that we leave behind, is I Hope You're Happy by Blue October. Mm, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good song. Also has like that very like upbeat, mm-hmm. like energy to it. Yeah. But it's telling people that you're leaving behind, like, mm-hmm. I know you'll be fine, mm-hmm. which is so important to me mm-hmm. in death that people don't dwell in my death. Mm-hmm but celebrate yeah even if i can't be right there yeah that's all i feel too um 
Because, yeah, the lyric is, um, and whatever your progress, I know you'll be fine. Yeah. Which is so, mm, um, and it just says, I, I, I hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I want for people, uh, no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's and it's just got it's got some really powerful well wishes for the for the listener and you know for mm. that, that song is you know I hope you get what you wish for I hope you're well understood yeah just talking about it makes me <laughs> choke up um, yeah and I really think that uh, Justin Furstenfield the lead singer wrote that song for the listener and for his past self yeah in many ways as well uh, he struggled with a lot of different things mm-hmm. as we all have. And so I think, yeah, that it's just like a well-wish song that uh, is really good for leaving leaving this earth and leaving people with. And then to end on that same like kind of song note mm-hmm. uh, would be Thank You for the Music by ABBA. I don't know that song. Oh, my God. I love ABBA. <laughs> um, I, list- I grew up on ABBA also. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the songs like... My mom would turn on the CD in the car or like in the house and I knew it was time to clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always super fun. And I so I, I love, love, love ABBA. Um, it's all the songs. If you don't know the band ABBA, but you know the movie Mamma Mia, it's all those songs. Here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah, that's ABBA. Um, it's not a movie. My, my. My, my. <laughs> um, yeah, not a movie. Definitely check out just the album. Uh, they rock. Um, but thank you for the music is kind of that same wind down song. And and they say, thank you for the music, the songs I'm singing. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all the joy they're bringing. Uh, mm-hmm. Who can live without it? I ask in all honesty, what would I be without a song? Thank you for the music for giving it to me, mm-hmm. which is really just that same thing like that. Letting it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this life. Thank you for the love and everything that like I've been given and just ending it on that note, that thankful, grateful heart. And, and yeah, I mean, it's another important one. Cause it's just, that's a from childhood song that like ending on and everything. So my death album. <laughs> yeah, I think yours is really interesting. Cause you pulled from a lot of like from sources way back, like older songs. And mm. I, I feel like I've chosen relatively music. That's new to me, at least that I've heard mm. within the past five years. Except for Tearaway. I remember hearing Tearaway uh, when I was young, real young. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like six or seven, I heard Tearaway by Drowning Pool. Mm. But no, Kyle's all new. I mean, obviously Chance, Chance right. I heard when I got to college, but I didn't start liking him until my senior year of college. Yeah. And for some reason, just his first album, I, I just it didn't resonate with me at first. Or not his first album, but Acid Rap. Mm-hmm. I think that was his second mixtape. It didn't resonate with me until he made Coloring Book, and then his music started to resonate with me. Mm. But yeah, your music's, yeah, it's really interesting. And I know you've (laughs) had time to really meditate on yours, so so maybe that's why I'm just thinking of songs that are here and now. But, you know, like we said, in five years, this list may be different. Like, oh yours yeah, might stay the same though. Like I think yours, like I think you put a lot of thought into yours. True. And I think there's a lot on there that could really stand like the test of time. That's true. Good um, point. And I think mine would be almost entirely different in five hmm. years. At least the last three, you know, two or three songs. Yeah, yeah. I like yours. It's still very living, mm-hmm. which is really really cool. But yeah, I see what you're saying about mine, where it's like, oh, 
these are very like set. Like I did have a lot of time to think on them and, and these are meaningful. Yours feels very like, um, not that it's impersonal, but it feels Mm -hmm. like it's like you've absorbed everything in your life and you're, you've processed it and you've made sense of it and you're giving your testimony and Mm. you're, this is what I got out of it. This is the lesson I think you should learn. Mm. Not pious, but like, no. I think, like, I think that's how I hear your album mm. and my album to me, like, I, I, like I said, it feels, it feels like a journal. Like it's just like, these are the moments in time. Huh. Um, that's a great so observation. It's not, quite, it's not necessarily like a processed. I think for me, like that just comes down to the last song sun come down. Cause mm. that last song is going to be, me processing everything but even then yeah. it's more about not that i don't give a shit about the world at large but like i the most important people in my life are the ones who are closest to me that's right. you that's our my family mm-hmm. you know my brothers my friends and i'm more concerned with the impact i have on y'all in my life than i am yeah. with some impact on the rest of the world you know if i yeah. if i make a difference in y'all's life that's that's what matters to me yeah yeah I, I really agree with that i think that's where a lot of i hope you're happy comes from um and thank you for the music mm-hmm. is just that that familial mm-hmm. the people that are left behind mm-hmm. uh who are the ones who feel everything after you're gone those are the people that matter mm. yeah yeah that this was really cool. Yeah, this was really different. I did not expect it to get this heavy, but I mean, when I think about it now, like, well, how could it not have? <laughs> we're talking about dying, and well, yeah, but when we're talking about like a sort of like, if you were able to turn your ashes into like a literal legacy of sorts, like a right. physical legacy that you can listen to, like, what would that be? Right. You know, that's and it's funny because you can go different. You could just totally like do it as a troll. Oh, yeah. you totally you could. could just be like the debated song. Exactly. It could be that. Yeah, exactly. High school also could have been, when I think back to high school, so song like three, maybe? Mm-hmm. Song three totally could have been like a pursuit of happiness. Ooh, like been, yeah. I mean, because I was really into that song at the time. And that's really when I had like my big, like, my pothead phase was like in high school, <laughs> early college. I got out of that in college. But, uh, <laughs> And like that was just like, yeah, man, like I'm just living my life, man. I was 16. I Trying to be happy. Was, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I'm sure with more time, we'd be able to think a little deeper even. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like, gave us like a cool insight. Yeah. Um, not only to like ourselves, I think, but to each other. Mm, um, yes, sure. I really appreciated hearing all of your album. I really did too. Uh, yeah, I feel like I learned about you too, just you just telling me. So. Yeah, I really did. Yeah. And that's super cool. Um, and it's like full of joy for me. Would you actually make yourself into a vinyl album? Only if you were with me. Only, Only if like my ashes could be on one side of the record and yours could be on the other. That'd be cool. Yeah, because I, I want our, our our bodies, however we do it, to be together. Yeah, that's all I want. I mean, yeah. like, I believe the body's a vessel. So, like, once we're yeah. gone, like, the stuff that made us is gone. But still, it's a nice sentiment. Like, It is. I would just like us, you know, to be together, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah, and we do have time. But to the listeners, um, check out Ask a Mortician. 
Yes. I think you'll find because this is like a heavy topic. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like the weight of it, of course. Yeah. Not, I don't take death lightly. No. Um, but it definitely helps when you're talking about this stuff where you it, you just find the the importance, mm-hmm. but also the knowledge and the comfort in all of it as well through her channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes stuff like this extremely interesting yeah. um, and something that you can actually talk about, which is important. Yeah, um, and she manages to do it in like a, not a disrespectful way, but no. she manages to make it lighthearted and yeah. kind of informative and quirky and, you know, yeah, it's good. It's It's really fascinating to watch her. And she's just got this really nice sort of light personality herself. So I think she, you know, the content naturally is imbued with that kind of energy yeah even though she's talking about death i actually meant to ask you does she have an episode on this so she does have quite a few videos on cremation and the like of course she has her video what happens to your body during cremation she also has uh, all about cremation but i think the video is her video on painting with human remains, which is, of course, something else that you can do with your body. Um, what? Yeah, you can have your ashes added to paint and paint. That's um, some free shit. It would be. And I think, honestly, had she known, mm-hmm. that may have been something she she would have done. Right. But, but then again, I don't know. I, I have only been to her house. I don't know her. Um, <laughs> so I think that may be the video where she talks about the different things you can do mm-hmm. with cremated remains, but really just check out all her stuff. Yeah. I think she's extremely, extremely knowledgeable mm-hmm. and easy mm-hmm. to digest. Yeah, I think uh, she's... She, go on, baby. I'm sorry. It's okay. She really makes the topic of death approachable mm-hmm. and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like She's been like almost like a death coach in many ways. Um <laughs> Because now I understand a lot of things that I didn't understand. Yeah. And now facing death, um, as we have, with losing family and friends and everything like that, pets, uh, it really helps to understand, like, okay, like, this is just what happens to the body. It's not as traumatic because there's people who care. Yeah. And so even with something like this... It all comes from a place of care and you knowing that you have the control to of what happens. Mm-hmm. You can set those things in place now even mm-hmm. and then you can change it in 10 years. Um, as long as you have like a plan, I think is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and she makes that very easy to do even at such a young age. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people are like, y'all are so young and <laughs> what are you thinking about? Like. Yeah. <laughs> like I think uh, I was even like laughing with my mom. Um and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go podcast. Um this is what we're talking about this week." And she was like, "What?" She she like misunderstood me, I think. Um she's like, "Why are y'all planning that right now? Y'all should be planning your wedding." And I was like, "No, we're just <laughs> podcasting about it." But like those two things like, can be done at the same time. Um but we like laughed about it. Uh so check out Ask a Mortician. Also you, her books. Yeah, she wrote books. She's got a, like my favorite of course being well, my cat eat my eyeballs. Um, and then there's one that I need to check out called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. Um, huh. Yeah, so I think it has something to do with cremation and everything, but I may be wrong. Yeah. Either way, I'm going to read it. Yeah. So um, Ask a Mortician on YouTube. Yeah. She's great. I was, what I was going to say is if you have a taste for the morbid, I mean, she's definitely up your lane. But mm-hmm. 
even if you're not necessarily a morbid person or you have a taste for morbid things, if you're just inquisitive and like learning things, her channel's really fascinating. Yeah, definitely. And like we've said multiple times, you know, she just does it in this light way that makes it approachable, not scary. It's mm -hmm. She really is great at what she does. Yeah, I can only hope to be half as educated as she is mm -hmm. on all of these things and, and hope that in, in this podcast even, I'm bringing things to everybody in a way that's not so heavy or morbid, uh, even though it is a heavy topic. Yeah. Um, and we got a little emotional. We got a little emotional, but that that's just part of the process. Um, that's just truth. <laughs> um, but I hope I'm bringing everybody these things with as much intelligence as I can offer, because obviously she is a trained professional. Mm -hmm. She went to school for these things. Trust what she says over anything that I even say. Mm -hmm. She really knows. Yeah. Except for what I say. My word above all. Because <laughs> I could be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> I love you. I love you, baby. <laughs> and uh, I would say that's it for today. I would say so. I think this was a really good one. I really enjoyed this. I did too. It was definitely refreshing. I mm -hmm. was kind of, I've been enjoying, you know, talking to people on the podcast. And, but like when it came to like reviewing movies, I was kind of running out of steam. I was like, no one, mm. there's so many people reviewing movies. So yeah. this was a nice change of pace for sure. Yeah. And if I, I'd like to do more like one-off topics like this. Yeah, definitely every so often. If you guys want to hear more on this type of topic yeah. that kind of relates to us, I think we'll still always find a way to relate it to the things that we're interested in, like music. Yeah. But if there's like a specific thing you want to hear about and you just can't get enough, message us. Yeah. Let me know because I love this stuff also. Mm -hmm. We can talk about it in a DM or we could do an episode on it and continue a small series of sorts like this, yeah. which I would love to do for you guys. Yeah, I would too. I mean, because it's definitely like it's been nice to let you like take the lead. And <laughs> I really enjoyed that. You know, I think we need to do that more often because this is your podcast too. So, yeah, I hope y'all guys enjoyed it too. And we ask you if you could turn yourself into a vinyl record, what songs would be on your death album heck yeah as that sounds um and as always you can find us on our social medias facebook and instagram at this week's podcast be sure to follow uh instagram because that's where i always 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 post uh whenever we're streaming on twitch lately i've been playing assassin's creed odyssey and i've really really enjoyed it i think uh everyone else has enjoyed watching mm -hmm. it too and uh yeah uh, so don't miss out on that. You can follow us at Twitter at this week's pod. Our Twitter definitely needs some love, y'all. So yeah. show some love on Twitter. Uh, we'd like to interact with more people there. And uh, babe, do you want to plug your art page? Yeah, my art page has been a little more active recently, of course, with COVID and me being home all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got some more art pieces up there. I'm working on some commissions now. If you would like to order one or just see what I've been up to, you can follow me on Instagram at Beans Bobbles Co. That's B-E-A-N-S-B-A-U-B-L-E-S-C-O. Like I said, commissions are available I am not going to charge you a crazy, stupid amount. I think I'm very reasonable. Not to push myself on you or anything, but you know, art is art. But if you just want to chill and hang out and just enjoy what I post, you can find me there and I would love to have you. <laughs> All right, you chomos. Keep on feathering it. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Woo!